Hello, this is Dr. Paul Cottrell, and I'm going to be talking about the news that is revolving around Trump and a book that has been published by a series of, quote, psych psychiatric experts or health experts that um, is being uh, framed in such a way that Trump is unstable and that there needs to be some sort of curtailment. Now, we know in the media that over the last year, maybe even year and a half, of the extreme vitriol that has been taking place in mainstream media against Donald Trump. We, almost on a daily basis, on MSNBC, ABC, CBS, CNN, um, you know, even certain factions within Fox, and even some alternative news networks like the Young Turks, where this president, President Donald J. Trump, cannot do anything correct or can't do anything uh, right. And I want to play a video of a newscaster. I don't know who he is, but I got this off of YouTube. He's interviewing Dr. Bandy Lee, who is from Yale. Um, I believe she had a master's degree in, in divinity studies or something like that, and uh, an MD degree from Yale. She is a fellow at Harvard and um, she works or she did her, I think she did her residency at, I think she did her clinical residency at uh, Massachusetts General Hospital or maybe she's practicing at Massachusetts General Hospital. I live in Lower Manhattan. So the backdrop of where she is stationed during this filming is right where I live, all right? And it is, I, I, as he's playing, as I'm playing this video of this interview, I'm gonna comment similar to how I've done other videos, okay? But I just wanted to set the stage that there is this concerted effort on the mainstream media side to try to evoke the 25th Amendment, which would be basically um, removing the president due to some sort of illness. In this regards, it's of some mental state. I don't, I'm assuming she's board certified, so I'll give her the benefit of the doubt, but she is from Yale. So I'm not so sure on how far you, you can, you know, can uh, take her words of wisdom. But if we're gonna use Veritas as a, as a foundation, truth as a foundation of what is really going on.
we have to ask ourselves the, this question. Is there a concerted effort against the movement of the Donald J. Trump's presidency because they are afraid of the anti-globalism that the movement represents and that by curtailing this anti-globalist movement by trying to shut down the presidency or shut down his supporters, then they will be able to maintain their agenda or maintain their power that has been manifesting for since World War II. I'll use the I'll use the starting point at World War II. You can maybe even move it even way you know farther in in deep time, you know, to early World War One, pre World War One, Napoleonic Wars. I mean, but I'm going to put that point in time at a, roughly around the end of World War Two, where there was a whole new world order that was established and. The Bretton Woods Accord and uh, the Marshall Plan and the beginnings of the EU and more trade blocks that are that are orchestrated. These are th these are well established facts that are independent of Trump. That there is this movement towards globalization. Donald J. Trump did not cause Brexit, but a movement that is anti-globalism because they feel as though that there is a loss of sovereignty, a loss of self-determination, and that it's being given up to a uber government is why there is this movement that we would call Trumpism. Or why there what there is this movement that's Brexit in England, or why there is these other peripheral nations within the EU that want to pull out. There is a bigger phenomena here. And my thesis, my hypothesis, is that the ones that are in power are pushing an agenda that's anti-Trump because they want the new world order. They want this globalization because they think that they're gonna benefit from it. So I want you to ask yourself this question. Everything that she's saying, would she say the same thing about George Washington? Would she say the same thing about Alexander Hamilton? Would she say the same thing about Benjamin Franklin? Would she say the same thing about Thomas Jefferson or John Hancock or Adam Smith, uh, Sam Adams. So there are unique features that, 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 that an individual may possess because of their upbringing, their experiences in life that make them extraordinary that moves a nation forward into a positive direction. 
So I'm going to play the video and I want you to keep an open mind that there is the possibility that she is a, that she is a stooge of a, an agenda. And that agenda I am proposing is an anti-Trump agenda that's promoting, trying to promote globalization. Welcome to the France 24 interview. Now, what if you knew a truth about someone that harbored dangers of such magnitude that it could be the key to future human survival? And now, what if that someone happened to be the President of the United States? And what if you were expected to keep your mouth shut about it? Now, what he's talking about is the Goldwater Rule, which states that if you are a, uh, a health professional, a, psych, a psychologist or a psychiatrist that you cannot, of, of, a, of a politician, you cannot give your, quote, professional opinion unless you actually have evaluated that person. You can't do it on TV, you can't do it on, you know, through a picture or anything like that. You actually have to physically do your thing to assess uh, um, a, a diagnosis. And then we also know that there is this existential threat that is building up in North Korea that, um, that has been festering for about 30 years that has that other administrations brought us up to this precipice. That was one of the dilemmas facing Yale psychiatrist Banty X. Lee, um, who was one of the contributors now you can see here that she's in this background. Uh, new book called "The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump." Now Lee defied many of her own peers, Lee and her colleagues, arguing that their quote duty to warn the world about Trump's mental instability must supersede professional neutrality. What happens when that duty to warn is actually pushing an agenda? This is serious stuff. Prove to me, and I'll state my case through this whole video, that there isn't a bias amongst these professionals, these quote psychiatric professionals, that there is a, uh, prove to me there's not a bias towards the Democratic Party, or there's not a bias towards globalization. And uh, Bandy Lee joins me uh, from New York. You're a forensic psychologist. Now, she's, her background is ground zero. And we all know what happened on 9-11. And this is the environment that I live in. I live here. And I, I have watched the Freedom Tower and the Oculus and all the other buildings that surround the, the waterfalls of memory rise up over many years from the from the dustbin that it, it was on on 9-11 and 9-12 to rise up to an, an amazing uh, memorial that it is today but we wouldn't have that memorial if it wasn't for the atrocities that took place because we were asleep at the wheel and that, and that being asleep at the wheel was this growing 
tension between Western culture and Islamic culture and the need by the deep state to have perpetual war in the Middle East. So I find it really odd that she has the eye of the Oculus and she is, you know, in the backdrop of Ground Zero, telling me that I should watch out for an individual that might create a nuclear holocaust in North Korea, while North Korea is exercising poor judgment and is becoming an existential threat to the United States. You're also an expert in, uh, in violence. Uh, thank you so much for taking some time to be with us today. I, thank you for having me. Yeah, Dr. Leah, I want to ask you this. The ethical question is the first one. I know you grappled with it a lot. There is something called the Goldwater Rule in the American Psych Psychiatric Association. I know you talk about this a lot. It basically says it's unethical to share a professional opinion about a public figure unless you have personally examined them. You made a conscious decision to sort of override that rule, to super... So because she overrode that rule, if she's board certified, this Yale medical doctor that's a Harvard fellow, if she's board certified, should be losing her license. See that. Why and what were the compelling reasons? First of all, if I may, I'd like to make clear that I'm speaking on my own... Just remember, she's at ground zero. On behalf and not representing the views of my institutions, that is Yale University, Yale School of Medicine, and Yale Department of Psychiatry. Now, if she has to make that disclaimer that she doesn't represent the medical establishment, a.k.a. Yale, then, you know, why, then maybe she's not speaking the truth or she's just pushing a book. As for the ethical question, in fact, the I mean, even the book, the book is titled The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump. Yet later in the video, she says this is really not about Donald Trump. It's about, you know, an overall uh, arching issue that if a president may become uh, mentally unstable, that we need to have mechanisms in place before they even begin, become a, a, a potential candidate. Another control mechanism by the global, you know, the global new world order. Goldwater rule is rather complex. Uh, I'm actually a proponent of the rule, uh, but there. If she's such a proponent of the rule, why is she why is she going against it? Two parts to it. One is not to diagnose a public figure without having. It, exactly, not to diagnose a public figure unless you actually actually sat with the person. Personally examined them and gotten consent from them. And gotten consent. Isn't that lovely? I don't think she got. Trump's consent to do this. Uh, and secondly, it is when one is asked about a public figure, uh, psychiatrists are actually encouraged to educate the public about relevant psychiatric matters in general terms. Um, and actually, that is exactly what the book is doing. We do not. If it's doing things in generic terms, it would be a case of impairment of a president not titled the you know the, the you know the uh the dangerous mind of donald trump that's not a generic title that's a hit piece 
house and we try to educate the public as to all the possible try to educate the public or try to pigeonhole the public try to brainwash the public we got to really think about what's going on here you have establishment on the business side, in the media, and now in the medical profession that is trying to deep six this president because they're pushing an agenda. And that agenda isn't about a safe space for, you know, for the whole world. It's to protect their own little, their own little control, their own little world that, that only a, a, glo a globalized situation would uh, perpetuate. But when you give a, a nation state sovereignty and you give a nation state self-determination, we could create mechanisms to prevent stuff like this from happening. All conditions that could be relevant, uh, all the situations that uh, tie into the dangerousness that we see. When we do speak about Mr. Trump in particular, uh, we are referring to another ethical duty, which is the duty to warn uh, duty to report or to warn or to protect others or the public in the case of a danger, in the case of an emergency. Just because she has a medical degree, Dr. Lee, doesn't mean that she has the right to nullify the electorate that put him into office. We have a constitution that states that it's the it's, there is a wisdom within the hive that actually does the voting of what we want. And it is clear, very clear, on an electoral level that we want self-determination and not globalization. So where does she get off to be saying, you know what, I'm one of those, I'm one of those people that are, quote, experts and I should be telling you on how things should be, and you shouldn't have your own say. Self-determination should always outweigh an expert. That's coming from a doctor. Right here, doctor. That's a doctor too. Right there. Self-determination, I wanna control your life. Could you, yeah, um, Dr. Lee, could you tell us more specifically, I'm curious about this myself, how do you, your, your, your contributors in the book, they found things ranging from narcissism to hedonism, fragile sense of self-esteem, lack of trust in... That's almost every politician that has ever run. <laughs> himself. Why, why, why is this an issue? How do you detect and how do you, um, I won't say diagnose, but how do you detect these signs of behavior when you're not diagnosing in person. You're telling me that what he just said does not describe Hillary Clinton? Amazing. Amazing how biased this is. But maybe that's how they educate people from Yale. So um, everyone wants a diagnosis. It would be irresponsible to say if um, without having all the information. If she doesn't have all the information, then why is she writing the book? Why is she on these TV shows trying to promote a book and trying to deep six the, the, uh, 48, the 45th president of the United States and tell everybody that because she's an expert and her expert you know, gurus around her need to tell you and how to vote?
Assessing danger does not require all information. It only requires enough information to raise alarms. Exactly. Read what she's saying, okay? Not about Trump, but if you don't have enough information, but there are some uh, whispers out there, then a K species is going to sense danger. An R species is just going to huddle up and uh, assume that the herd will protect through just probability, okay? But a K species, because they're lower in, in um, population usually, they are willing, they're, they're willing to protect and go out and hunt and, and, and fight. Trump is sensing, because he's a K species like myself and like a lot of the Midwesterners, that there is, because the populations are uh, less dense, that there is danger. Okay. Now, if we take it in the in the in the context of Kim Jong Un, there's enough information there that there's an existential threat, and therefore it has to be dealt with, and it has to be dealt with with extreme violence, not patty cake, because patty cake is what we got from from George Bush Senior, George Bush Junior, Obama, and Clinton. That's what we got, patty cake policies. And now we're under, under an existential threat. You deal with an existential threat with an existential threat. Don't have all the information, but like Dr. Rice said, you don't want to be uh, you know, on error on the side where you see a mushroom cloud all of a sudden. You want to, you want, you want to attack the enemy first. Okay, that's in the sense of North Korea. Now, in the sense of globalization, the K species, the ones that want self-determination and nations, nation, nationhood and constitutionalism, are seeing there's an erosion of that and it's accelerating and it's pushing a global agenda. But I'm just using her words. So that we call for a full evaluation. Um, in terms of all the, uh, all the possible conditions that were outlined in the book, uh, those are, uh, we try to be comprehensive in terms of the important possibilities. Uh, but there, there's also a fair amount we can know uh, about the president. Give, give us a few of those, seen. yeah. What, what are a few of the signs that you have to use? Now you, gotta, uh, you have to imagine, though, that out of modern presidents, this guy has gone through an extreme amount of stress in terms of the constant barragement, the verbal barragement that is happening in the media against him and his family. And if you read Ron Chernow's histor uh, biography, historical biography on George Washington, there's a lot of similarities between George Washington and Donald Trump. Now, this is not uh, just a little hint, Dr. Lee, all right? The movement is not about Trump. The movement is anti-globalization. The movement is about nationhood. The movement is about protecting what we hold dear and not giving it away to some, some, some sort of uber government that is just exactly what they did in 1776 
which was led by a lot of patriots and a great guy named George Washington. Yes, so uh, while we have not examined him in person... Uh, and why is she talking? Uh, we have seen a lot of behaviors in, uh, in public in, in response... Just remember what happened at Ground Zero when we didn't pay attention to the existential threat. ...to situations in real time, over quite a bit of time. So actually, uh, these behaviors or responses... And I don't even know if the Oculus is some sort of Illuminati thing that that they're trying to project, project in this video. Uh, uh, incitement um, of the public, uh, effects on the public. These are kinds of things that uh, we actually have a lot more information on him about than, than any patient. What, what, uh, could, I, could I just jump in, uh, Dr. Lee? What would you say, because the word, da the dangerous case, the word dangerous is in there, what would you say among the more, the more dangerous signs that are brought up by some of the psychiatrists writing um, essays for this book? Yes, yeah, so, um, so, well, uh, the essays cover a lot. Uh, but as an expert on violence, I can tell you that uh, previous violence um, shows an indication for possible future. The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump by Bandy Lee, MD, in Masters of Divinity. For violence, and he has already shown verbal aggressiveness, uh, history of sexual assault, incitement to violence at his rallies, uh, endorsement of violence in public speeches, and he's shown an attraction to violence and powerful weapons, as well as he has taunted hostile nations with nuclear... He's a 70-year-old man. He's got balls. ...power. All these things are signs of danger, and uh, because assessing dangerousness is more about the situation than about the person, uh, he is definitely in a situation where more of this could come and actually could escalate. We make a lot of, a lot of people have commented on the fact, obviously, he's the leader of the free world, he has his finger... There is no such thing as leader of the free world. ...Dr. Lee on the nuclear button. How, how dangerous is that? Is there, did you see a sign of danger of such a man having control over the nuclear codes? And, and what are they? Uh, yes, absolutely. That is our primary, most urgent. Now, let's look at history. Truman dropped the bomb. And after that, they thought he was crazy. And then the ramp up, the nuclear ramp up, People were scared about that, and they were trying to demonize Eisenhower. And then when the Cuban Missile Crisis happened, they, you know, were saying that JFK, you know, was losing his marbles. And when you, and when you take a look at with, with Ronald Reagan, they were saying ne negativity when he was trying to de-escalate the the cold war with russia with you know force and, and and you know but you know an open hand for peace but also a big stick if something doesn't work so something doesn't jive she's she is an ultra liberal i'm telling you 
concern, although not our only concern. Uh, he has shown characteristics that would make one uh, certainly more um, precarious in such a position. He has shown impulsivity, recklessness, paranoia. Would she say this about Reagan? Or perceiving threat where it doesn't exist. Um, he has shown uh, a loose... Perceived threat that doesn't exist. Like the existential threat from Kim Jong-un? Uh, like the advancements of nuclear weapons in Iran, the encroachment of a caliphate by the Middle East. No, he, I think he knows what he's doing. Having a loose grip on reality. Loose grip on reality. When he sees and how TPP and other trade deals are gutting America, loose grip on reality. No, he woke up just like millions of others in the United States saying, hell no, we're not going down this road. Uh, where real consequences will matter very little. Uh, he's shown a lack of empathy where uh, devastation to, uh, to millions of people may not be of... Real consequences don't matter. Well, no. I mean, he saw a negative road or a negative path on these these uh, multilateral trade agreements that seem to erode the the our constitution and erode the power of congress and want to roll those back and make them more bilateral agreements what's wrong with that that to me is very logical but what do i know you know great concern to him. Uh, he's shown rage reactions and a constant need to burnish a sense of power. Uh, no, what it is, is is that he's constantly bombarded by negativity that you have to, as a K-species, push it back. Because if you don't, then they're just going to keep on dishing it. It'd be even worse if he didn't. In response to what seems to be a pattern of uh, inner insecurities and and uh, fear of feeling small or worthless, that, 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 that's quite a, a long, a lengthy list. There, it's. I'm pretty sure that George Washington also had an ego, and he had fits of rage too, especially in traitors. But this nation would not be the nation it is if it wasn't for a person like George Washington. Interesting, because you point out at one point, I believe in the, perhaps in the book's introduction, that despite its title, this book is not really so much about Donald Trump as about, and I think your words were, the larger context that has given rise to his presidency. I, I read that and I was thinking, there's, a, there's an insinuation there that if Donald Trump is mentally unstable, as a lot of the, the psychiatrists here suggest, the people who elected him might also have elements of mental instability. Am I reading too much into that? Um, uh, no, that's... that's. Did you just hear that? Did you just hear that? She's saying not only is Trump crazy, but the people that voted for him are crazy. Are you serious? And then she continues where she wants to curtail what who will be allowable to be on the ballot by professionals.
Doesn't it sound like 1984 and Brave New World and all this jazz? Doesn't it? Doesn't it sound, it's control, it's control mechanism. There is a wisdom through the herd. No matter how educated the herd is, either ultra-educated or uneducated, there is an innate wisdom in the herd for representative government, for a constitutional republic that we have. But she wants to circumvent that. But she comes from Yale. And I'm shocked that Harvard allows her to be a fellow. But what do I know? Precisely the situation that concerns us about uh, the public mental health in general, in addition to its security and safety. Um, Mr. Trump. Uh, Mr. Trump? It's Mr. President. While he is uh, our greatest urgency at this time, um, having the mental signs of mental instability and impairment that he does, but there is also a reason why uh, a mentally impaired leader was elected to this office. Even though uh, he wasn't elected by a majority, uh, he did have enough votes to be elected. And he had enough votes to be elected, and he killed. Hillary in the Electoral College. Totally a landslide. Uh, the book goes into some length uh, as to how such a leader uh, could have been attractive uh, to the public because uh, you know a poor state of mental health would make one more vulnerable to those who are exhibiting signs of mental health. So in other words, if you're an anti-globalist and you're a constitutionalist and you believe in gun rights and you believe in nation, you know, nationhood and you believe in uh, uh, God, gold, and guns, then you must be a person that is mentally unfit. That's what she's saying. But is this the is this what is this what Yale produces? This kind of crap? Impairment uh, would uh... Yale did educate George Bush Sr. The famous guy who said we're in a new world order. Uh, would shield them from seeing the signs of the dangers and also uh, there's uh, there's a kind of mental mechanism that happens where you're attracted to to pathology when there, there are elements of pathology she is promoting a technocracy she is promoting elitism she is promoting that only the experts can tell you what you need to know and what you need to do That is what she is saying. That you're suffering from. There's a sort of symbiosis at work. And why is it that a lot, not all, but a lot of psychiatrists and psychologists are crazy? I don't know. That's why I want to be a cardiologist. Here, I think there was one. Because I got heart. <laughs> uh, writer, maybe it was yourself who said that. So Donald Trump is mad and the madness is catching. And I suppose... <laughs> That it's contagious? That madness is contagious? Did you hear that? That it's like 
some sort of Ebola? So there is that sort of um, snowball effect when you have a leader such as this in the White House. <laughs> yes, that was a publisher. Um, uh, yes, we certainly is seeing. Uh, we certainly are seeing. Uh, no, what you're seeing is an accrete, an accreting effect, of people waking up and seeing that are we going to be. The United States of America or the United States of nothing? Exomental impairment spread, so pathology is spreading as well as, uh, as, well as uh, an effect. Of okay, so if the pathology is spreading, then what does that mean? Does that mean that everybody needs to be medicated to, 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 to follow the, the line of uh, Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party? Is that what she's promoting? of a poor state of mental health to begin with. Dr. Lee, what can or should be done to screen presidential candidates before they assume office for possible mental instability? I, I believe there was a request to make... They're trying to control the Electoral College. They're trying to control who goes on the ballot because they did not like, because most of the establishment was able to pick and choose who they wanted on the ballot, and that's why the Democrats and the Republicans are basically the same thing. But then he was a black swan. He didn't fit into either one. He's an anti-globalist. And she's trying to push this agenda to put different candidates onto the, onto the, onto the ballot that meet a certain globalist agenda. It uh, for Barack Obama to ask that Donald Trump be tested before he assumed office. That wasn't done, clearly. What should be done? Is there a, does a, an American Psychiatric Association... I don't even know if Barack Obama should have been president because I'm not so sure that he was born in America. You should have some sort of a plan? Because that's what he told Harvard. Not the American Psychiatric Association. In fact, um, uh, a lot of the psychiatrists uh, are... Um, have an issue with the association for actually increasing uh, the, the demand for silence, um, uh, going so far as to modify the Goldwater rule to something that had never been in the past and is, never, is not even written to be. Uh, they, they dramatically changed their interpretation as of uh, March 16th uh, of this year. The Goldwater rule was so you can't use your professional credentials to diagnose someone that you never really diagnosed. And that, that, that's just good practice. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, why don't we talk about the, his child, his, his youngest child, who, you know, has been, had some sort of autism because of uh, reportedly, possibly, you know, vaccinations. Why is there an inflection point uh, at, in 1988 on people getting autism at a much higher rate, but it was pushed by the, the medical establishment to do such a thing? Spoke actually. Why doesn't she spend that time? Though it has 27 mental health experts contributing to it, uh, represents more than just us. It's actually a movement of, of sorts because um, after I held a conference on the same topic, hundreds and hundreds of mental health professionals have gotten in touch with me. But how many of them are ultra-liberals that love Hillary Clinton? 
I want to see the data. Now in the thousands Just because thousands of people go to our website doesn't mean that anything. It could be that they're biased. And all concerned, all sharing our assessment and uh, it's really an unprecedented event that, that such a large number of mental health professionals have come forth uh, about their concerns about any president of any party. Um, now, what we're proposing at this... Where was this book when Hillary Clinton was, you know, falling around and, you know, couldn't stand up and spitting into water glasses and her mental, mental state? Point uh, is nothing uh, very different from what I do as an... Or that, that callous remark that we saw, we came and we killed or, you know, he's dead or whatever... You know, in Libya, expert as a forensic psychiatrist, I often do testify or give reports to uh, the courts, other legal bodies, to state governments, and currently even to Congress, um, uh, certain Congress members, uh, to give our expertise to uh, allow. But we have to mention which congressmen are they part of the deep state? Are they trying to? invoke a, a constitutional crisis. You just got to remember, there's an awful lot of people that are part of this globalization that Trump is totally against. Now, obviously, these people are going to be anti-Trump. For the legal or the political decision to be made. Now, we are recommending that an expert panel be set up. Yeah, see, what they're doing is they're trying to roll this out, this fire and fury book, saying that he's unstable and that, you know, the, the, the administration is, you know, constantly in chaos and they want to have a panel and have this roll out and be in the news for months and months and months. And then all of a sudden the next go around for congressional elections takes place. So it gives them a possibility of, of Democrats winning seats and, 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 and getting some more control in Congress. That's part of this. The other part is a smokescreen because Hillary Clinton did a lot of treasonous activity, and this is the smokescreen, so it's not in the it's not in on the top fold. Uh, for such a screening for all presidential candidates and presidents to come, but it may be required that we need an emergency evaluation of this president. And that's uh, Dr. Bandy Lee. We've run out of time, but uh, you and your fellow psychiatrist in a new book, Dangerous Case of Donald Trump, uh, asserting your duty to warn Americans in the world about what you see as a mentally unstable president in the White House and also calling for some action to screen perhaps political figures going ahead uh, for mental instability. Thank you very much for being with us today here on the interview on well, that's my take on Dr. Lee in her book, The Dangerous Case of Donald Trump, that's supposedly a more generic case about any president, but kind of a, a charge title. So thank you for listening and have a nice day.